Good afternoon. Hope you're well. Welcome to episode 14 of the DBPT podcast. Um, I'm Dave Ballantyne, your host. And as always, I want to take the first opportunity just to say thank you to those of you that take the time to listen to the podcast. It means a lot. Um, I appreciate the couple of messages that I've had over the last week uh, regarding the podcast. Um, just hearing that stuff kind of makes it all, all worthwhile. Um, today I have a very nice cup of coffee from Common Coffee. Uh, it's their bright blend and it's super. Very tasty. Um, you should check them out. Anyway, um, three topics today uh, that I want to talk about um, based off, as always, conversations with clients um, and some interactions on social media that I've had. So, um, the first, um, and I may have touched on this before in a previous episode, I can't remember which one, doesn't matter, but it is about managing stress, okay, so, um, everybody's under type of stress at the moment, okay, there's, there's, there's all types of stresses, and when those stresses go up, the last thing you need to be doing excuse me, is throwing an excessive amount of, excuse me, got the hiccups, excessive amount of training stress on top of that, okay? Um, I know a lot of people use training as an outlet when they've got some pent-up energy and they're stressed and they just want to, to take their, their uh, frustrations out on whatever apparatus they're using. Um, and I get that. However, if you are not able to recover from that stress, then you're just making things worse for yourself. And whereas in the gym that might have been going heavier, um, at home it might be taking everything to failure. And I know in previous episodes I've said that when you want to maximise your training effect with lighter weights or with body weight, you're going to have to go up closer to failure. You have to wonder or you have to think about what your baseline stress level is before your session and what your recovery times are like. Um, so if, for example, um, I know a lot of you are working from home, you've got deadlines to meet, you're stressed out from all the Zoom calls and the not being able to interact with people and waiting for responses for things and, and things dragging on and stress building with, with deadlines looming and whatnot. Um, you've maybe got some extra family stresses if you're doing homeschooling and you've got kids kind of having to be entertained and, and dealing with that stuff. Um, you've also got the stresses of not being able to see family and you know maybe worried about people. You don't want to then take yourself off for a training session and beat yourself into absolute submission where you've got nothing left at the end of it. Okay, you've just added more fuel to the fire um, and you're making things worse, not better. If what I would suggest in these circumstances, if you want to get a training session in, is reduce the volume. Either cut the number of sets in half or even number of exercises. So if you've got eight exercises in your session and you want to do something, do every second exercise on it, or the first four, or some variation on that, so that you still get a decent workout in, 
you're moving, you've got the blood flowing, you're feeling good about it, but you're not beating yourself up, okay? Um, and with those sets, you don't necessarily have to take those ones to failure. Not every session has to be a beast. Exercise often is about improving movement quality, or it should be about movement, improving movement quality, not just squeezing every last ounce of effort in out of, of every rep. So think about that. Think about how you have to adjust your training sessions when your stress levels rise. And when those stress levels drop, that's when you can say, right, now is the time that I can take the stress and training up a level. Okay? Um, and then tying into that, you need to think about what are your recovery times like. If you wake up the morning after a tough session and you feel horrible and beat up and you're kind of dragging a little bit, that's not the right time for you to go headlong into the next session and beat yourself further into the ground. That's the time where you need to kind of focus on getting some good nutrition, maybe having a rest day, um, and then getting back to it the day after. Um, one of my online clients who's doing a great job um, in terms of, of seeing improvements in training and in, in, in his fat loss was training every single day a few weeks ago. Um, because on the online platform he has the opportunity to schedule the sessions in to suit himself, he figured he could do something every day. Um, and then he was left wondering why sessions were starting to deteriorate and he wasn't getting the same out of them. But we had a chat, rearranged the schedule a little bit, scheduled in a couple of rest days um, in the week where you can still go out for a good walk, but it's not a run, it's not a training session, it's a bit of active recovery to allow recovery to happen so that he can take advantage of the adaptations that he's trying to generate through his training sessions. Um, and since then, training has really taken off again, um, and his results have started to, to speed up again as well. So, I guess what my point is, is don't automatically assume that your training sessions have to be monstrous, okay? They can be just a light session where you just do a bit of movement, kind of grease the groove, if you like, and get the movements feeling really good without necessarily a lot of load or a lot of reps. Um, just get some movement done and, and call it a day after a short session, okay? Um, ultimately, you will feel a lot better and your future training sessions will be a lot better as well. And while we're on the topic of training, um, an interesting question came up talking about... Um, should we be doing full body training or looking at body part splits at home? Um, <laughs> and as, as always, the answer is it depends. Um, give me a second. Need some coffee. Mm. That really is good coffee. Anyway, the answer is it depends. Um, my typical answer for most people is full body tends to be the better way to go. Okay, there is some evidence that uh, while both body part splits and a full body training uh, will give you increases in strength and muscle mass, full body tends to be a little bit better, at least in a gym setting. And that's probably down to um, the quality of the volume across the week. Um, so if, for example, 
you're going to do a heavy leg day. Now, if you've done a heavy leg day, you'll know that by the end of the session, the quality of the reps is not necessarily as good as it was at the start. Understandably so. I mean, if you're working hard and you're pushing the numbers, you're going to fatigue as the sets of an exercise and as the number of sets in the session progress. So you're going to see deterioration in the quality of the, of, of the set and the volume that you can use in that set. Now, if you look at it in a body part, in a full body training scenario, you take, say, the same 10 exercises that you had in your leg day and you split them over four sessions in the week or three sessions in the week. So you've got three exercises one day, three the next, four in the last. If you're taking it over four, two, three, two, three. You can go a lot harder for those two or three sets of leg exercises. Let yourself recover. Hit another two or three exercises for your legs the next day. Have a day off and then repeat for the final two days in, in your weekly training program. Your total volume is probably going to be better because you're not as fatigued for each of those exercises on the day. Um, your recovery time allows better adaptation um, and you're going to see a little bit more uh, improvement over the, the course of your training program. Okay, so that's why I generally give people full body sessions. The other reason I use full body sessions is that if I have scheduled you three sessions in the week, say I went with a push-pull leg session, and you got the push session done, you got the pull session done, but something came up and you had to miss the leg session, and then you go into the next week, you go back to push-pull legs. Over that two-week period, you've hit two push sessions, two pull sessions, but only one leg session. Okay, that's half as much legs as you would have done if you hit all the sessions. Okay, some people will make those sessions up, some people won't. Um, so you're either going to be behind schedule if you roll the sessions until later week, or you're going to be behind in progress if you just forget about the session that you missed. And so it's always leg sessions that get missed. Um, if if that's the case, then you're you're doing yourself a disservice, okay? Or I'm doing my clients a disservice if I don't give them the best opportunity to succeed. If I give them full body sessions, they get some push, some pull, some lower body in every session. So they're always going to hit um, all of the muscle groups and all the movement patterns that are required across the week. Okay, so um, generally my answer is uh, full body for the best results. However, at home, if you have limited equipment, you may find that the volume is more manageable if you were to do a body part session split. Okay, so at the moment I'm playing around with a bit of a bro split. So Monday is chest and triceps, uh, Tuesday is quad dominant legs, Thursday is shoulders um, and back. Uh, day four, uh, usually going to be a Thursday, is legs but hip dominant. Um, and then Friday is a dedicated back session with some biceps in there as well because everybody loves to train arms. Um, abs is scattered kind of across the week. Um, 
and I'm just playing around with that. And for me, with the type of training that I have to do at the moment, um, because my equipment is very limited, I find that um, easier to adhere to. I look forward to the sessions more. It's not just um, a bit of everything kind of thrown in. Um, and I will be experimenting in that with certain clients of mine who, if their goals align with that training kind of program uh, style, then you know that will be happening. Um, so, in terms of ultimate progress, full body is better. Um, but given that everything is kind of up in the air, we're all kind of trying to make the best of what we have. It might be worth, if you're struggling to find the motivation to train full body, try training a body part split routine. Um, and if you want some help with that, just give me a shout, and I'm always happy to help. Um, but it, uh, at the moment, we're not worried about what is optimal in training. Um, we're working on what is the best that you can do right now. Um, and for some people, a, a body part split session is possibly going to be better. Um, but it's down to you to experiment with that. Okay, you're the one that has to do it. You are the one that knows what equipment you have and what your likes and dislikes are in terms of training. So you have to treat yourself as a bit of an experiment um, and see what works out best for you. If you try it for a couple of weeks and you think, you know what, nah, it's just not right for me, then you can cut it and swap back to what you were doing before or try a different kind of split later on. The time's going to pass anyway. You might as well experiment with these things and see how it works. And you might find that when your gyms back open back up and you get back into them, you can then carry that forward into the gym. Okay. Um, but like I say, you have to kind of treat yourself as an experiment and give it a go. So, um, and that takes us on to the final topic for today. And that is... Um, having the patience and consistency with your approach to whatever goal you have in order to see it through. Um, a big part of what I do with new clients is manage some expectations. Um, and it's we're, we're led to believe that you can, you know, drop 10 pounds in 10 days. You can add two inches to your biceps in four weeks. You can do all these amazing physical transformations. And there may be some people who can, um, but quite often, you know, these the results that they're talking about are short-lived. You know, I could easily put you on a plan where I could get you to drop 10 pounds or four and a half kilos in 10 days, okay? Just cut water, cut carbs, slash your calories down to almost nothing, and the weight will just drop off you, okay? But you'll be miserable, you'll hate me, and then all your weight will bounce back on, probably with interest. Um, but we, we see all these headlines are clickbaity and you know designed to pull you in to read the article and maybe buy a product. And we think that that is a realistic uh, way of doing things, a realistic time frame to achieve these goals. Um, what they don't tell you is is the short term nature of those results and how they bounce back. You know, I I remember doing an insane arm workout a few years ago, quite a few years ago now. Um, and for about four days, I couldn't straighten my elbows. Um, 
without extreme pain, but my arms were sure as hell bigger than they were when I started. I probably put an inch and a half on them. Um, but within a week, week and a half, they've gone back to normal because, you know, it's just the short-term effect of the pump and the muscle damage that you created uh, that, that gives you the illusion of those bigger arms. It's not a sustainable thing to put a solid one and a half inches on your arms. It's a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of eating and training um, over a longer period of time than, than you would appreciate. So don't be lulled into believing that you can get a, an, an amazing transformation in a short period of time. Okay. What you have to believe, have to understand is that your results will come from, first and foremost, consistency in what you're doing even if it's a bad plan if it's done consistently um, with the, the correct outcome so if you're whatever the, 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 the diet is if, as long as you're hitting a calorie deficit consistently if you're training consistently if you're following your plan as it's laid out week in week out and getting the job done and you have the patience to see that through, you're going to see the result, okay? Um, and what you also have to remember is that the reality of fat loss and muscle gain is that it takes a lot more effort and a lot more time than you think it will. So, you know, if you're starting a new program and a new dietary approach, and you don't see a result in the first week or the first two weeks or the first three or four weeks, don't be surprised, okay? You're just at the start of the process. You have to see it through for much longer. I've had clients who, in terms of fat loss, it looks like nothing is happening for the first couple of weeks, three, four weeks, and then you see a little shift downwards in terms of weight and in terms of measurements. And that... Over that whole month period, we're looking at the nutrition, we're trying to key on, on where their calorie numbers are, because a lot of the main a lot of the calorie calculators that you see will give you a best guess. That's all they can do. They're making assumptions, um, and they're the line of best fit for a lot of uh, uh, a lot of data. Okay, so you might be an outlier in the data. In this case, the the, the, the calculator that you're using no matter how complex and advanced it looks, it's still giving you a best guess on what you should be eating in terms of calories. You're having to spend a couple of weeks at calorie base, calorie, being consistent with a calorie number before seeing if there's a result with that. If there's not a result or there's not a quick result, then you have to adjust, be consistent, and see what happens. And it's normally after that second two-week block of being consistent with the second iteration of the calorie calculation, that you start to see a result because you're starting to key in on it, but only if you're consistent and patient enough to see it through. Um, once that ball has started rolling, it is much, much easier to keep yourself motivated and um, adhere to the plan for longer and then you see the longer results. But a lot of people give up before they see that point happen or before they reach that point. And that's where they shoot themselves in the foot because they're literally at the edge of the precipice waiting to tip over into the fat wash result that they're looking for and they give up because they think it's not working. You have to give your body time to adjust to the, the calories and get get the kind of fat loss 
happening um, in order for you to kind of see the result that you want. So with that, I guess I'm trying to say whatever your plan is, make sure you stick to it, you're consistent and honest with it, and then give it the time it needs to work, okay? Don't be fooled into believing that these things can be rushed because they can't, you know? You uh, you ask anybody who has competed in a bodybuilding or fitness show how long it actually takes for them to get stage ready, and it's way longer than you would expect, okay? Um, even for the more experienced guys who keep themselves, well, see, the more experienced guys will keep themselves reasonably lean most of the year round. Um, not super lean, obviously, because they're trying to gain muscle, they've got calorie excess in there, so they're going to have some more body fat on them. But they're closer to their target than, than you are to yours, perhaps. Um, so they might be able to do it a little bit quicker because they've done it before, but it won't be significantly quicker than what you think it might be. So, um, I think that made sense. Well, typically my caffeine's kicking in now, um, not when I started the podcast. But anyway, not to worry. Um, I hope you got a lot from that. I hope there were some, some useful bits and pieces in there. As always, I'd love to hear any feedback. Um, if you can leave me a review on your favourite podcast source, um, that would be very much appreciated. Um, and if you have any questions, any topics you want me to cover, send me an email. Uh, the link's in the show notes, um, but it's dave at edinburgh-pt.com um, or hit me up on Instagram, Dave Valentine Personal Training, and I will be happy to cover any and all topics in future episodes. Um, I'm also looking at introducing a couple of guests on the podcast, so keep an eye out for that, and hopefully we'll be doing the first interview at the end of this week, and that will be up next week. Have a great week, enjoy it, stay safe, talk to you later.